Welcome to another inspirational podcast from Abundant Life Church, where we believe that God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you. Now join us as we dive into today's message. Wow, what a powerful day it is to, to, to be at church. It's the last Sunday of the year. Can you believe it? And it's the Sunday that comes immediately, as my wife mentioned, right after Christmas. Some of us are still probably digesting all of our good eats from yesterday. I, I know I am. I'm going to be working. I'm going to have to preach hard today just to kind of work off the, the roast beef that we had yesterday and the mashed potatoes and the spinach dip. There's so many great things that, man, I got to tell you, my wife threw it down big time. I mean, she's awesome, and uh, it, it was just, we had a great time, and we had family over, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was a good day uh, celebrating, and we hope that you had a great time celebrating with your families and, and friends and loved ones, and, and I just can't believe that we're in this season right now, and, and again, as it was already mentioned, we're getting ready to step into New Year's Eve night this coming Friday, and I can't wait just to, to be... Uh, in this place all together as we hear the word of the Lord. If you're new to the church, by the way, um, we're so glad you'd give part of your, your weekend, your Sunday, your, your, your Christmas weekend to be with us. We want to just celebrate and welcome everybody that's here for the first time and watching online. We're so glad that you're connected with us today. But every year on New Year's Eve night, uh, a word is released into this house through our senior pastor, Bishop Rick Thomas, and we come together, and it serves the word of the Lord. It's a prophetic word that serves as the vision for the year. And this year, when we stepped into 21, the Lord spoke that this would be the year that the church is rising. And even in the midst of seeing a lot of things take place, I know a lot of people that, that have had some struggles. I know that there's been a lot of... Uh, uh, loved ones that we've lost this year. I know that there's been people that's been in between uh, financial situations going on with their jobs. But in the midst of all of that, I've probably heard more testimonies of God's favor and his goodness in your lives. And I'm just celebrating that God is a good God. Maybe you haven't fully grasped hold of that miracle yet. I'm here to tell you that our God's not putting you on the back burner. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. If he's going to do it for one, he'll do do it for all. I want to get your faith stirred today because we truly serve a good God. And he spoke that we would be the church that would rise up. And we do it together. Somebody say together. We're better. Together we are better. And, and as we are preparing ourselves for this coming New Year's Eve night, this is going to be probably the most powerful word of the Lord that this house has ever received. And I'm just saying that because I just know in, in some conversations that Bishop and I have had, there's some things that he shared with me that, that I just believe there's going to be such a powerful prophetic word that you don't want to miss it. Again, we're not live streaming that service. We're coming all together here to receive the word that night because uh, this is going to be a word that first and foremost is pertinent to this house. And so we're going to come together and we're going to receive that word. And then we're going to conclude that night in sowing our first fruit offering. And we'll get into a little bit more of that in a minute. But I want to challenge you. That right now, if you haven't, you need to be uh, praying about what is the things you want to see God move in your life as we go into 22. What are, the, what are some things that, that you are believing for? You need to be writing those things down. And with that, you need to be praying about what, are the, what, are the th what is it that God's placed on your heart as we lay our first fruit offering before the Lord. Because we believe that how we start 
the year is how we're going to conclude the year. I want to read a scripture for you this morning, and we'll get into our thought for the day, but the Lord just put this on my heart this morning as I was praying and preparing and getting ready to come in. But Acts 20, 24 says this, Paul writing, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. I want to read that one more time. I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race. God wants us to finish the race. And I want to tell you this, how you conclude this season is going to determine how you start next season. But our only aim is to finish the race that God has assigned to our life. And I was thinking about this a couple years ago, back in 2017. My wife came to me with this amazing idea, and she said, hey, there is a couple's triathlon. Are you interested? No. I don't like swimming. I mean, I can do it, but I don't like swimming. I like sitting in the water. It's called relaxing. It's called, like, sunbathing in the water. But I don't like actively swimming but she said, it's for a good cause. Come on, we can, we can, we can do this thing. And, 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 and you know, when we sign up, all, all the money from the registration, it goes to a really good charitable foundation. And, uh, and we, we should do it. Come on. And so I said, okay, fine, we'll do that. And so it included the components of the triathlon. It was swimming, it was running, and then it was rowing. Now, the running part I can do, the rowing part I can do, but the swimming, I, not that I can't swim, I just don't want to have to work in the water. I like a hot tub. I like a, that, that's, what, that's, that's my idea of swimming, is sitting. And so she says, no, we got to go and do this thing. So we, we started to prepare. And of course, ready, ready for this? Ready for this? The triathlon was in January. And the pool wasn't even heated. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're getting ready for this. And, 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 and I remember uh, we, we, we had prepared and, and we got all the way for the moment for the triathlon and, 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 and they have everybody line up. And, 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 and so, you know, we're standing at the edge of the pool and there's probably about 100 other people that's all getting ready to, to, to join us on this triathlon. A lot of people were involved. And, 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 and so here we are. And, and so, you know, she tells me, she says, you go first. Well, hold on a second. It was your idea to do this. Tri you go first. <laughs> so... I get ready, and, uh, and, and, and of course, you know, they, they blow the whistle, and, and we jump in, and, and I start swimming, because I'm thinking, the harder that I can swim, the more body friction will make my body warmer, and this won't be as bad. And so I, I got into this thing, and I was swimming, and it was a 500-meter swim. I, that's a long swim. It's a lot of swims, to say the least. And so I'm swimming, I'm swimming, I'm swimming, and I, and I got on my third lap, and all of a sudden I start cramping up in my, in, in my back and in my lats and in my legs, and, 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 and I got to this point that it was the first time in my life that I literally just cried out, Jesus, help me. <laughs> and just as I did that, I realized I was in four feet of water, and my foot was, I could, <laughs> I could stand up. I said, forget this, so I just started doing this. <laughs> I walked the rest of my swims. But we had it determined in our mind it didn't matter how hard it was, how challenging it was, how cold it was, that we were going to finish the race. Our only aim was to cross the finish line. I want to speak to you from that subject line this morning, the finish line. I believe this, that God's favor, as we've been talking about the entire month of December, being wrapped in his grace, wrapped in his favor, wrapped in his love, is so that the work of our hands can be established. That's what it says in Psalms. 
In the book of Psalms 90, in verse 17, it says, Let the favor of the Lord establish the work of your hands. And the writer goes so much to write it again a second time. And it says to establish the work of your hands. Yes, to establish the work of your hands. Somebody say, my hands. Your hands have purpose and destiny written in them. Your heart has purpose and destiny woven into you. And God's favor is upon your life to cross that finish line. And we need to set our sights. We need to set our focus as we're preparing to step into this new year on New Year's Eve night as we, as we come together as a church family. That's really the starting place. But how we conclude this season is going to determine how we start the next season. I'm here to tell you that God wants you to finish strong. God wants you to finish well. God wants you to cross the finish line. Help me out this morning and just say the finish line. He wants you to cross the finish line. With that in mind, I want us just to turn our attention to this story this morning. And I want to share with you just a couple of things here that I believe will encourage you and it will help prepare us. How I am focusing our time this morning is really just a time of preparation for us to step into New Year's Eve night ready to cross the finish line as we go into the new year. And so I want us to, to, to draw our attention this morning to the book of Matthew. Chapter 21, we're going to read verses 28 through 32. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation this morning. But in Matthew 21, verse 28, Jesus is speaking with the Pharisees and, and, and he shares uh, this, this little story. And he says this, but what do you think about this? A man with two sons told the older boy, son, go out and work in the vineyard today. The son answered, no, I won't go. But later, he changed his mind and he went anyways. Then the father told the other son, you go. And he said, yes, sir, I will. But then he didn't go. Which of the two obeyed his father? And of course, they replied, the first. Then Jesus explained this meaning. I tell you the truth. Corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you do. For John the Baptist came and showed you the right way to live. But you didn't believe him, while tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even when you saw this happening, you refused to believe and repent of your sins. I want us to, to, to narrow in on the story that he shared, the two sons. And how I want us to kind of look at this is there's two options. There, there, there's two different outlets. And if we're going to finish strong, if we're going to cross the finish line then we have to ask ourselves, in context of this story, who does my life reflect? Does it reflect the first son or the second son? I want us to look at the second son really quick. Because the second son, I mean, he said, listen, uh, the father told the second son, you need to go into the vineyard. And he said, yes, I will. It's like many of us, we get into the new year and we've got our sights on all these big things. Yes, I'm going to accomplish great things. And then we don't do it. We put together all of these particular plans, reading plans, dieting plans, workout plans, financial goals. But somewhere along the way, we don't end up crossing the finish line. And you have to ask the question, why? Why? And when I was, I was thinking about this, a couple of things came to mind in regards to this second son. Because, I mean, he was excited. He was, like, amped up. I'm going to go and do this thing. But then he ended up not doing it. It reminded me that in the Bible, in the book of Luke, chapter 15, 
we find three parables that Jesus communicates in regards to someone or something being lost. Because I can't help but to ask the question that the only reason why the second son did not go into the vineyard, did not fulfill the ask that the father uh, released into his life was because somewhere along the way he lost himself. And how many of us along the way we've just lost ourselves? Oh, we've got the excitement. We've got the drive. We want to do it. We want to go in even on New Year's Eve night. We want to prepare ourselves for what God's going to speak into our life and what we're going to give. And, 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 but then we get into the New Year and somewhere along the way we fall away from the word of the Lord. We fall away from, 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 from the word that God's given to the house. We fall away from the things that we have been believing for and the things that we have been writing down. And, and then all of a sudden that, that note in your iPhone ends up going to the bottom of the list of all your notes because you didn't refresh yourself on what your purpose was. Anyone that has an iPhone, you know that. If you have not reopened that note that you made back in 2017, it's going to stay in the chronological order of when you created that note in 2017. I made a note last year in 2020, and throughout 2021, I refreshed myself with a little checkbox. I'm just giving you a little tidbit of what I do. Every time God's fulfilled that promise or we've accomplished that thing, I put a check mark next to it. Because I want to be reminded of what God has set before me. I want to finish the race well. I want to finish strong. I want to cross the finish line. And so the second son, he, 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 he does it somewhere. He lost himself in the book of Luke. There's three parables. First is the lost sheep. Y'all know the story. The lost son and the lost coin. You know, each of those stories, something's lost, but how they got lost is all different. Because see, in the story of the lost sheep, the sheep got lost not on purpose. The sheep didn't say, I, I, I want to get lost. I want to get away from, from all the other sheep and from the, and from the shepherd. But, but sheep, they have a tendency to wander. Has some of you wandered this year? Because see, how wandering starts is much like sheep, they start grazing a little bit. They see something that, oh, this looks good. Let me try this a little bit. I want, I want to feed off of this a little bit. And next thing you know, they start grazing. They start going after the, whatever it is that they're hungry, that, that, they, that they want to go towards. And they don't know that they're wandering away from the shepherd and the rest of the herd. How many of us have wandered away from the purpose, wandered away from the word of the Lord, wandered away from the things that God's calling us to do, who God's calling us to be? You know, my wife and I, whenever we are on the road driving, we have this thing where if I've got a lot to talk about, I don't drive. It's, it's, it's a fact. This guy does not drive because every time I become chatty, in the vehicle, I don't pay attention. And so I find myself wandering quite a bit on 95. One time we started our conversation and I was making my way up from, from Miami, um, from Aventura, and, and of course we live in the local area here in Coral Springs, and, and, and I was on the phone and I found myself in Boynton Beach on 95. I, mean, I just wandered right on off. So my wife and I, we have this thing, like if I, if I, if I gotta talk, like you, she's gotta drive. Some of us, we just wander off because we're not paying it. We're so caught up in what we're thinking, so caught up in what we're saying, so caught up in what it is that we want to do that we're no longer paying attention to what God's calling us to do and where we need to go. And many of us, we didn't wander off on purpose, but we just simply missed our exit because we weren't paying attention. 
God wants you to pay attention this year in order for you to finish strong and to cross the line. And so the sheep wandered, but thank God that there was a shepherd who was willing to go get that one. Thank God that no matter where you are in your season right now, if you've wandered off, God still loves you. He still cares about you. He's not over you. He didn't cancel you. He didn't leave you in last year. He's not going to leave you in this year because the Bible said he'll never leave you or forsake you. He is with you in all things, through all things, for all things because he wants to see your life blessed and prosperous in every area. So if you've wandered off, don't lose heart because the good shepherd will bring us right back. The good shepherd is here today. Even at the sound of my voice, you just feel like, man, I've been lost. He is right here saying, come back. Come back. I got you. I'll go after you. I'll get you. The next one is this, though, because that's the sheep that wandered off. But what about the son? The son didn't wander off. The son intentionally walked off. How many of us have intentionally walked away from the word of the Lord for our life, walked away from the purpose that God's called for our life, walked away from the things that God is leading us towards because it didn't work out in the exact timing and the exact moment that we were hoping for it to. We walked away because we thought there would be a better way. And the son got all that he could get from the father and he walked away. Isn't it interesting the father didn't go after the son like in the story of the sheep and the shepherd? Because you can't change anyone when they have walked away. You can't change their mind. They've got it so made up, and some of us, we've got it so made up in our mind that it's better to go the other way, only to find ourselves like the lost son who was broken. He, he had lost at this point everything, but the Bible says when he came to his senses. I want to encourage you today, you can still come to your senses. What does that simply mean? When he came to his senses, he humbled himself. He said, God, I can't do it in my own might, in my own power. Now I'm paraphrasing scripture here, but follow me. The son, he realized better it would be in the father's house. Better would be back connected to purpose. Better it would be back connected to the word of the Lord for my life than for me to walk away from it. And I want to challenge you that as we're going into this this next uh, New Year's Eve night, don't walk away from the word of the Lord. Let's walk towards the word of the Lord. Let's step into everything that God has for us going into this next year. Let's cross the finish line. Let's dare and believe to see God move greater in 22 than he did in 21. But he walked away, but it was the moment he humbled himself and he realized and I love what the, 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 the line says in the story is it says that I'm going to go to him, I'm going to ask for forgiveness, and I'm going to ask him to make me like a hired servant. Whenever you're walking in humility, you position yourself for God to make you into something great. God wants to make you into something great. He wants to make your marriage into something great. He wants to make your family into something great. He wants to make your job into something great. He wants to bring new promotion into your life. He wants to bring greater prosperity in your life. He wants you to be able to, to step into every promise that he has for your life. Oh, Lord, make me in 22 better, better. I'm telling you, with God, it's always going to get better. In God, it's always going to get better. God doesn't want you to stay the same. God doesn't want you to step into next year being exactly the same where you were this year. God wants us to be better. He wants the church to be better. Because when the church is better, the church is a better influence, making a greater impact, winning more souls for the kingdom of God, demonstrating more miracles of the kingdom of God. We have to be better. So, Lord, going into this next year, 
Let us not walk away from purpose. Let us walk towards purpose. And of course, the, 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 the third, you know, parable that Jesus shared was the lost coin. And I love this one a lot. Because the lost coin, it didn't wander off and it didn't walk away. It was just wayward. Anybody ever heard that word before, wayward? Wayward means missing. It was missing, but it was in the house. But it wasn't detectable to the eye. It was just missing. Some of us, we haven't wandered away from the church. <laughs> we haven't walked away from the church. But there's many of us that are even sitting here this morning, even though you're present physically, you're lost spiritually. You're lost mentally. Oh, you're here, but you're not here. You're wayward. You're missing. I believe that God wants us to not be missing. God wants us to come back to where he has called us to spiritually, mentally, physically, in every area of our life. It's not about a religious duty of coming to church and sitting in a seat. And I check that off for the week. It's about us as the people of God, recognizing the goodness of God, stepping into the goodness of God so that we can be better, so that, that, that we can cross the finish line together, that, that we can see a mighty move of God greater in 22 than we did in 21. That parable, the story goes as this, is that the woman, she began to sweep the house until she could find the coin. Oh, we need the Holy Spirit to sweep the church again so we can find our true selves in Christ. We need there to be a sweeping in the churches across America and across the world. We can't sit back and just have these cozy, comfy church services. We need to see a mighty move of God. And that's why during worship earlier, we were experiencing that. The team had prayed. The team had, had, had spent time preparing. Why? So that they could usher in an anointing. And here we are worshiping together. There was a sweeping, a stirring that was taking place. God wants to stir you up going into this next year. He doesn't want you to wander. He doesn't want you to walk away. And he doesn't want you to be wayward. See, these are three things that I believe caused the son in the original story that we read about to not go into the vineyard and work. But there was another son, in fact, the first son, who the father asked and said, hey, can you go into the vineyard and, and work? And you know what I love? It opened up. He was a little disgruntled about that. I don't, I don't really feel like working today. I believe that there's some of us that's here this morning and God's saying, will you not go and work for the purpose that I've given you? Is not my favor, my grace established for the work of your hands? Now I'd rather somebody else do it. And many of us, we don't get the blessings, the promises, the fulfillment of purpose is because we allow someone else to take the very thing that God's assigned us to do. I don't want that to be the case for the church. I don't want that to be the case for, for us, church family. I, I don't want that to be the case. I, I, I want, as I'm going into New Year's Eve night, not going into, well, here's my, my New Year's Eve. I made the attendance because they're not live streaming anymore. So I'm, I'm here. Bishop, I'm here. No, man, I want to go in on Friday night saying, all right, Lord, you've got a word for my life that's going to establish what you're going to do in my life in 22. And I'm so excited because I know that I am going to see greater things going into this next year. And so the, the, the Bible notes that he did go. But here's the thing. The Bible says the father sent him into a vineyard to work. There's three things that happen in a vineyard. Can I share them with you this morning? I gave you three things that would cause the, the one son to not go and work in the vineyard, but I'm going to give you three things that happens when you do go to work in the vineyard. And the first thing is this, 
Any of you know when you go into a vineyard, it's got vines, and on the vines is the fruit. John 15 talks about the fact that Jesus is the vine and we are the vine branches and that our heavenly father is the vine dresser. And the whole purpose of John 15 is about bearing fruit. It's all about bearing fruit. And, and, and what happens is, is that when we are bearing much fruit, good fruit, Oh man, when, when, God, when, when, when we are allowing the Lord to establish the work of our hands and we're doing great things, we get to walk in blessing but be blessing to other people. We get to be the church that God's called us to be. We get to rise up as the church that he's called us to be. But, but, but here's the thing is, with every vineyard, as we read in John 15, there has to be pruning. And there's some dead branches that need to get cut away and thrown into the fire. I'm going to tell you, if you're going to cross the finish line, there's some pruning that you might need to do this next couple of days before you get into 22. More than that, going into 22, there might be some pruning and some refining that needs to happen. Don't look at it as a negative. Don't look at it as a, oh, man, this is, this is, this is worrying me. No, no, no. There are things that God wants to get out of your life so that healthy new growth can come into your life. There are the branches that just need to be trimmed back for fresh fruit and new fruit and greater fruit that he might want you to go and rethink some habits and some, and some, and some disciplines and some things in your life if you want to see greater fruit. Maybe it's not enough just to budget 10 minutes reading your Bible a day if you want to see greater things of God in your life. Maybe you need to invest more of yourself. That's why my wife talked about us having the church-wide fast. The church-wide fast is... The purpose of it is so that we can give more of ourselves to God so that we can see God give more of himself to us. I want more of God in 22. I want more of God in every area of my life in 22. And so it requires me to have to discipline myself. I love the phrase, and I share it quite often, but I think it's so powerful and true, is that when opportunities come, it's not a moment to rise to the occasion, but you're going to sink to your level of training. When 22 comes, you're going to sink to where you disciplined yourself. And everything you want to see God do in 22 is going to be the result of how you prepared yourself in 21. How you exit this season is going to determine how you enter the next season. And so as we are looking at this, there's things that God's going to want to prune and trim out of our lives. But there's some branches, by the way, that are not producing fruit. Oh, it might be green. Just because it's cut off, it might be green for a moment, but it's dead. There are, and, and watch this, in John 15, Jesus makes the statement, it's not enough just to, 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 just to have these cut dead branches, they're going to go into the fire. Because they never need to be seen again. There's some relationships that are dead that you've been praying for God to resurrect and make alive that actually just need to go into the fire because it's hindering you and holding you back from your purpose. Yeah, but this is the job opportunity of a lifetime, but did God speak to you? Because if you're not careful... You'll hold on to the dead branches. And God didn't call us to be dead branches. He called us to be fruit bearers. God wants you to be a fruit bearer in 2022. He wants you to be a fruit bearer in 2021. And so the son, he goes into the vineyard. So what's the first thing that he does? He finds out that when I go to work, there's going to be some pruning. There's going to be some refining. There's going to be some dead branches that need to go away. Because we want this vineyard to be profitable, to be fruitful. The next thing is this, is that when you go into a vineyard, a harvest is collected. 
a harvest is, no one goes into a vineyard and says, oh, look at all the fruit. No, let's just leave it on the trees. <laughs> no. The harvest, Matthew 9, 37 and 38. I love this. Jesus says, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest and send out the laborers into the harvest. There is a harvest when we go. When we're willing to cross the line, when we're willing to go, there is a harvest that God's going to have for you. I'm telling you right now, my wife and I, and, and I, and I mentioned already, we have got like checkpoints of things that, that we know that God has for us. That we're so excited about that as we're getting ready going into this next year. Man, we're going to take hold of everything. I don't want to leave one bit of my harvest out into the field. Now that's me, that's, that's, that's for some personal goals. But you know what else? Our harvest doesn't just consist of the things that we want God to do for us. Our harvest consists of things that God wants us to do for him. And I want to be a greater soul winner next year. I want to see greater miracles happen in your life next year. I want to see the gospel be able to, to, to be communicated greater and greater around the world next year through the ministry of the church here. I, I want to see God move in your life and in your families and in every area greater into next year. Our heart is that when we're coming together, that we're going to see God do greater things in our lives. So when I'm willing to go, that means I'm not just going to be refining and trimming and pruning and throwing away branches. But when it bears good fruit, I have an opportunity now to partake of the good. God's got great things for you to partake going into this next year. Oh, he's got great things ready for you to partake going into this next year. But when I go to the field, I have to go with expectation. If I don't have expectation, and that's the problem, we have no expectation, so we leave the harvest in the field. When I have expectation and I have confidence and faith and trust knowing that God is working in this thing, oh my goodness, man, I'm telling you what, you're going to see greater blessings, you're going to see greater, greater, greater things in your life. It's, you're, you're, almost to some of you, you're going to be like, in this moment right now, like, like the son at first, he's like, oh, I don't know about this. But when you step into it, you're going to thank God. Thank God I was willing not to walk away, but walk into it. Thank God that I was willing to prepare myself and, and, and get myself ready for what God's going to do. Thank God because God is so good. And he wants to do supernatural, incredible things in your life. Oh, I hope your heart is stirred this morning because I am telling you, I'm preparing. We're preparing. We've been preparing as we're going into New Year's Eve night that we are going to step into everything that God has going in this next year. The last thing is this. I'm going to close just with this point this morning. The, the last thing, when I go into the vineyard, we talked about that there's going to be branches that need to be trimmed and pruned and refined. There's a harvest to be collected. But all of that, all of that is only the result of a seed first sown. Because you can't have fruit, you can't have growth, you can't have vines and vine branches and, and all the things that go with that without the sowing of a seed. I'm putting a demand that as we're going into New Year's Eve night that we are going to sow a seed. We are going to sow a first fruit offering. I love what the scripture says, if the first lump be holy, the whole lump be holy. I wrote this down because uh, I love it, and, 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 and it's just one that, that always reminds me. And it's 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. It says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, but whoever sows generously is going to reap generously. And then here's the line in verse 7. Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, 
not reluctantly, or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I love what he says. He says you should give what you've decided. What have you decided in your heart? Some of us, we haven't even decided anything because we haven't even thought about it. And that's why we have no expectation. And that's why our harvest gets left into the field. And that's why we go into the next season the same way we did the previous season, not seeing anything greater. Oh, what have you decided? I want to challenge you. What is in your heart that you want to give to God? How much more of yourself can you, and I'm not just, by the way, I'm not just talking about the offering for Friday night. I'm talking about going into the whole next year. How much of yourself are you going to give when it comes to your spiritual life? As well as your physical self. As well as in, 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 in your mind. What are you setting your mind on going into 22? Are, are we still comfortable enough just kind of, you know, living our life in binge mode? We're just binging on all of our Netflix episodes and just setting our mind on these, these things because they're comfortable and they're good. No, 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 God, I want more of you. I, this year, I, I determined in my heart that I wanted to read more. I was actually having this conversation uh, the other night with... Um, with uh, one of our guys that serves here. And me and John, we were talking about this and, uh, and he said, man, I've just been consuming reading books. And, you know, and I said, man, I, you know, this year I wanted to set a goal for myself because I wanted my mind, you know, to be able to, 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 to increase, to think more, to grow. I want to I learn. So I set a goal on that. What, do you, what are you setting your mind on going into next year? What are you setting your heart on going into next year? What are you prioritizing? How you plan, how you prepare, how you lead now. That's what's going to determine what your next year is going to look like. The Bible says in Genesis 8.22, you know the scripture, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest, right? We understand the seed because you can't have fruit without the sowing of the seed. The fruit represents the harvest, but I love the phrasing. I've always loved this. And I communicate this truth a lot. It says seed time and harvest. We can see the seed, we can have the visual of the harvest, but the one thing you can't see is time. And that's where many people give up on the expectation, the harvest, the things that God wants to do because of the time factor. Oh, I want it to be in my time. Well, if it's in your time, you might rob the potential of how great that fruit can be when it's ready to come forth. Don't lose heart on the time. See, that's what, that's what I think happened with the son, that why he ended up not going. Oh, yeah, I'll do it. By the way, it's probably going to take you a lot longer than you actually think. No, nah, never mind. But the first son, I know it's going to take me a lot of time, and so I'm, I'm going to second guess this. I don't, I don't know. All right, fine, I'll go and do it because I actually know what the benefit of it's going to be. Now, that's how I read the, those two stories there. I want to tell you, you trust the Lord with all your heart. You lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways you acknowledge him. He's going to make your path straight for you to finish the race strong, to finish well, to conclude this season excellent so that you can step into the next season excellent. Thank you for listening. We trust that what you heard today has encouraged you to live the abundant life. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on our website, AbundantLife.tv, or follow us on Instagram at AbundantLife underscore TV and Facebook at Come to Life. And remember, God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you.